Hello everyone, this is Alex Trimble from The Alex Trimble Show, and again, thank you so much for joining us today. This week is gonna be a bit different. See, this week is Public Service Recognition Week, and this is an opportunity for us all across this country to, to recognize and honor the work done by and performed by public sector employees from across the spectrum. And, and, and as, as we got up to this week, we, we wanted to find a way to really speak to uh, the federal employees who, who helped manage us through this, uh, the 2020 COVID crisis. Now, again, we want to recognize that public sector employees across the spectrum had done magnificent work and we, we appreciate and love everything to do. Um, but this week, we wanted to, at the Alex Trimble Show, just wanted to kind of highlight the work done by our public sector servants in the federal government. So what we did this year was we partnered with WEPA Life Insurance. They're an organization that, that focuses on providing federal employees with life insurance for them and their family. And, and they sponsored this year's award, which we called, this is the first time we're doing this, we called this the Unsung Heroes of Federal Service Award. We identified four categories of federal employees that we really wanted to again highlight and, and, and spotlight the work they've done. And to be completely honest, you know, we, we felt that there's there's always an opportunity for the most senior level government employees to be recognized for their work. And so what we want to do is is dig deep down into the, the grassroots of our federal government to see where are those individuals who are who are doing that day to day work and, and tell their story. So that's what you're going to be hearing all this week is the stories of these federal employees who who were just magnificent individuals and overcame obstacles and found creative ways to serve their customers through this coronavirus challenging time and before we get into today's talk with with today's winner i do want to just provide a bit of context see we advertised this award this nomination period for one week, let me take that back, not one week, five days, for five days. And within five days, we had over 530 odd individuals come to the site to try to nominate someone. This was a magnificent response. And I'm so excited for what you're gonna hear this week as well as what you're gonna hear next year when we do this again. There's just so much support for it. And let me tell you, of these over 530 odd individuals, these six individuals that you're going to be introduced to this week, they came out on top. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. The stories they're going to share is going to be so inspiring and uplifting, and you're going to learn so much. So I just wanted to start off with providing that context. Now let's let's get into today's guest. See, today's guest is Amy Purnell, and Amy Purnell is a financial management analyst at the Naval air systems command within the department of defense this woman is amazing and because she's amazing you'll know this is why she was identified as this year's honoree for the whole health hero see what amy's going to share today is not only how she overcame some massive very difficult challenges over this last 2020 year but she's also going to share how she grew from those challenges how she came out stronger, and she's gonna share a number of ideas and recommendations that worked for her that I'm promising will work for you as well. 
So I think I've been talking enough for right now. What I'm gonna do is step back and I'm gonna introduce my good friend now, Amy Burnell. Hello everyone, this is Alex Trimble from The Alex Trimble Show and I'm here with a, what I hope to be a new friend, um, Amy Purnell. How are you doing today, Amy? I am wonderful. Thank you, Alex. How are you? I am wonderful and I, I'm inspired. I, I, I'm inspired, I'm encouraged, I'm hopeful. Um, if I had a thesaurus sitting next to me, I would just keep going down the, the the page and finding every every word that I could find that 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 it's related to inspired because of you. Um, as I was sharing with you before we started this recording today, um, you know, Wepa and I worked together to launch this this award program um, opportunity to, to honor federal employees such as yourself because. We know that you guys do so much. You you, you do so much to, to serve the public, serve serve um, the, the mission of the organization. And and not only do you had had to, to do that last year in 2020, but you also had to deal with the, the, the pandemic, which added stress. And and we wanted to make sure that we we acknowledged and honored and told the story of, of those individuals like yourself who who overcame those stressors. And um, you were selected by our judges, uh, these phenomenal individuals, um, as this year's 2020 um, whole health uh, hero. And what that meant was that you 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 found a way to 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 make sure that you had a, a healthy mind, emotion. You get some sort of challenge, but you you were you were you found a way to to still grow yourself. And, and your story then inspired individuals around you. And so uh, I'm, I'm saying this because um, the reality is that we, I don't review these submissions prior to the interview because I don't want to be swayed on who gets selected. And so this morning, as I was prepping for this time, um, I started to read the submission for you and Man, I, when I say inspired, inspired is not the word. It's, it's not a strong enough word. Um, so, so Amy, I am, I'm asking, I'm hoping that you will share your story with all of us, and then we will get into a conversation. And, I, and I'm looking forward to this to this conversation so much. So, Amy, thank you. And um, would you like to share the story that was submitted on your behalf? Um, that won you this year's award for the whole health hero. Absolutely, and thank you, Alex. And I'll be very um, authentic and open um, as possible because um, the first thing I would like to state is never underestimate or never say I will never be in this situation because sometimes things happen that are unforeseen or just out of our control. And I say that starting off because as a, a single parent, I was in a relationship that stemmed from having a child and uh, that was in 2019. When I had my son, which was a, a blessing, I remember the doctor 
uh, was discussing with me about emotions and feelings because I didn't know why I felt this way. And unfortunately, the relationship ended uh, shortly after I had the child. And my doctor explained to me about postpartum depression. And I've heard of it before, but I never really knew how it felt. I just knew that I've had friends who've had children and they've mentioned it. And I says, hmm, so this is what postpartum feels like. And she says, yes. And one of the, um, I guess, one of the things that she recommended I do was actually after having the, my son, getting out more, talking to friends and family, trying to get back into the norm of the things you were doing before you had a child. And I says, okay, you know, I'll try that. And then several months later, the pandemic hit and it was just totally opposite. Now it's, you have to stay home. You know, you can't socialize in the community. You know, you have to um, separate and in the lack of better terms, isolate yourself. And I says, oh no, this is not going to help me as I try to overcome my depression. So adding to that, now I am suffering from postpartum depression. I am now a new parent and also a single parent. And to add pressure to that, I received notification that now my daycare was closing due to the pandemic. So that added an additional layer of stress to me trying to one now take care of a newborn also trying to overcome depression building anxiety over a pandemic which was new to all of us and then trying to work because now we're all working from home and you know some people will say that um you know crying sometimes <laughs> helps relieve the stress well to be honest alex i don't remember a day that i did not cry I mean, I cried when I woke up. I cried during lunchtime. I cried at night. I mean, even the baby was crying. We were crying together. And, you know, I, I found prayer to be the most helpful to me during that time because I was always spiritually based, grew up in a spiritual house. And um, I said, you know, I can sit here and cry every day, which is not going to help, or I can just put it in God's hands try to take control of the situation the best way I could. And, you know, just trying to get back into the swing of things. And I remember from substitute teaching that every time I would arrive in a classroom, the teacher would have a lesson plan on how to plan the day and what to do. And I says, okay, well, maybe I need to create a lesson plan for each day. And I did that by getting up early every morning. Uh, my son would normally get up about 7.30, 8 o'clock. So I would try to get up at least two to three hours earlier than that, maybe about 5 a.m., the crack of dawn, and try to meditate. I would get up and read, a, I have a spiritual book that I would read, Daily Devotions. I would start my day off by reading that. And then I would work out in my, um, in my living room. I had an elliptical, which helped me relieve stress. And then I would get my day started. And I had to be strategic with my planning for work. And I says, okay, well, there were times where I knew I had briefings and I would actually have to speak during meetings and i would try to arrange these meetings during the times i knew my son would take a nap that way they would not hear him crying or playing in the background and the times where i knew i would not have to speak maybe just read along that's what i would arrange for his feedings and i would feed him in the high chair to the right and then i would have my laptop to the left reading 
the, the slides while I'm feeding him on mute. And I, you know, it just became a, a routine. And, you know, finally I had to have a discussion with my, my supervisor and I was just, you know, telling her some of the challenges that I was having. And, you know, thankfully she was very open and accommodating. And she says, you know, you set your schedule up the way you need to, to take care of your son. And sometimes that actually meant that I had to work Saturdays if I needed to, sometimes Sundays. I mean, there were times where I would get back up after he laid down for the night at 8.30 and then I would work till 11 o'clock at night to make sure that I met all the deadlines that I needed to meet. And I mean, it was physically exhausting. And to build on that with the, the pandemic, then, you know, you still have your personal things that you have to take care of. You have to go grocery shopping. You know, you have to run errands for the for the house. And I was nervous because now I had a newborn that I didn't want to take out because of everything going on outside. So I tried to do um, like deliveries with Amazon and the grocery store. But at that time, they there was such a backlog that sometimes it would take a week or so just to get groceries. So I had some neighbors who were really nice, one neighbor in particular who I used to work with, and he would go to the grocery store and get the groceries for me and sit it outside my door and then send me a text message and say, I have your groceries outside your door. I'm gonna walk away. After I do that, you can open the door and get your groceries. And he did the same thing for my medication for my son so I wouldn't have to take my newborn out to pick up his medication at the pharmacy. So it, it was it was definitely a, a challenge, um, a lot of anxiety, but you know, thank God I had a lot of people who were willing to help me and also family members who did you know what they could. They stay an hour away, but they were willing to help me as much as they could as well, because again, they wanted me to be safe and the baby to be safe as well and didn't want to, you know, possibly expose me or themselves to, you know, to anything. So it was it was pretty crucial and it was very critical, but you know, we, we're, we're still standing. <laughs> uh, my, my son is healthy and he's growing. And at that time he was sick too, during the pandemic, that was another added layer. And I was afraid to take him to the doctor because they said that I would have to bring him to the emergency room. And we all knew at that time, no one wanted to go to the emergency room unless it was serious. And they were actually telling people, unless it's critical, please stay home because we have people who are really sick with, and you know, need hospital rooms. So it, it, was, it was really hectic and it was very scary for, like I said, a new parent, a single parent, and my immediate family lives in Massachusetts. So it's just me here by myself. Whew. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm not doing it. So, so everyone who's listening to it, if it, if it, if it, if it, if it hasn't, if it's not evident now, um, if it wasn't evident before, just hearing, hearing Amy, what, what she's overcome is amazing. Right. Um, and what we, what we want what I'd like to do is maybe dive in a little more and talk about like, how did it all come to be? Um, let's just start off with the, the social net that you have. Um, you had people dropping off food and medicine to you. 
You had family members coming to help as they could. You had a supervisor who, who said, look, you, we, let's, we'll figure this out. We will figure this out. What do you think you did to, to establish these relationships with all these different individuals who, who ultimately came to help where they could um, in this situation? What, what do you think you did? I think, honestly, the first thing I, I honestly have, I have to be truthful and be honest with you is asking for help because I never was the type who that would ask for help. And I was also a little embarrassed because I was a new mom and I was so afraid, especially in the professional network where people might say, well, you know, where's your husband? Why are you by yourself? You know, so I didn't want to uh, kind of give out too much information. I didn't want people to one, know that I was by myself because then I felt that they may pry into my personal life or they may judge me because I'm a, a new single mom with, and I'm not married. So finally, you know, I just had to say, I, I, I need help to my supervisor. And I says, not help with doing my job because I know how to do my job, but a little bit more flexibility. And, you know, thank God she understood that this is something we are all experiencing that is new, uncharted territories. And it may be others who, hey, they may not have the same issues or challenges as you, but they are facing things as well. And we all have to come together. So that was the first thing is being open and honest with my team and letting them know, hey, you know, I, I, I need a little bit of flexibility. If, if you don't mind, I can, I can still do my job. So I'm not asking for special treatment, just a little bit more flexibility on when I meet the deadlines. And everyone was more, you know, very accommodating. Um, even friends, I say the same thing. I had to be open with them. And some of my friends knew my situation as being a new mom and a single parent. But again, because of my pride, I didn't want them to think that I couldn't handle this. And it took me being a little bit, I guess you can say vulnerable and saying, hey, you know, I'm not okay today. I'm, I'm, I'm a little down. You know, I have a, an amazing son, but he's doing what babies do and they're crying and, you know, I, I can't focus sometimes and they're hungry and I can't understand. We're not communicating on the same level. I need help. And it came to a point where some friends would just pick up the phone and just call me and say, hey, I don't want anything from you. I'm just checking in. Do you need anything? Um, do you need me to, to drop something off at your door? Uh, you know, are you okay? Do I need to call anyone for you? Just, just things like that. Or like the neighbor who I used to work with that would bring groceries. Hey, I was at the grocery store after work. I just wanted to drop off some food for you. I know you didn't ask, but I just wanted to do this just because, because I know the situation you're in. And that was a, a big deal for me because I'm not used to asking people for help. And once I was able to let that wall down and say, hey, I, I need help, then I, the, the support just started pouring in, especially with my family that lives an hour away. You know, they made it very clear, even though we're an hour away, we're, we're still here for you and we'll still do everything we can to, to help you and you know, and out, out your son. You know, the, the, 
what you, what you just shared is so spot on. Um, you know, I, I generally teach, you know, about, you know, again, career growth and things like that. But what I, what I always tell people is that, you know, we believe this, generally, but the, the, the big we, we believe that people need to be more generous. We think that people, we need to, we need to move to a society where people are more willing to help. And what you just said was, as soon as you asked for help, the help started coming. So that the, we, we, we have to ask and feel comfortable. And that's hard, right? I, I hear you say your pride mm-hmm. and you, you don't want to be judged. Can I ask, like, what, how did you feel when you first started asking for help um, versus where you are now? Like, do, do you feel differently about that? And would, are you more willing to ask for help for other things too, or? Oh, absolutely. At first I was, I felt a little embarrassed because I never had to ask for help. I was the type of person that I would figure it out on my own. And if I didn't know the answer to a question, I would look it up. I would research it. I would use all the resources I had to get the answer before I would come go and ask you. And now I'm at this point where some may say the lowest point where you can where you could actually be at and like I need help. And now that I have realized after talking to other people as well who are in similar situations, they're like, yeah, I felt the same way. Or there were days where, you know, I I just didn't even want to get out of bed. You know, there were days where, you know, I didn't even want to look outside of the window because it, it was just so depressing. You know, and I'm like, wow, you felt that way too? They're like, oh yeah, many, many a days. And, you know, I had someone say, just because you're by yourself doesn't mean you're by yourself, if, if you know what I mean. Mm. And I said, hmm, and they said, you know, we're only separated geographically, but we're not separated, you know, mentally. You know, I, I feel the same thing you feel. I, I, you know, I've gone through some of the same challenges you have, but the only added layer was the pandemic because it was new to all of us. And we were all experiencing feelings that we never felt before. So asking for help, like you said, like right now in the position I'm in, I'm so glad that I did. I feel so much better. And I've learned that it's okay to say, you're not okay, or hey, you know, I'm just having a bad day, or hey, I'm feeling down today, or hey, I'm stressed, or you know, every everything is just getting on my nerves because I would never say that. That just wasn't me. But now, you know, I've learned it, it's okay. It's okay to say you're you're not okay. And people call me and they say, hey, you know, today just was not a good day for me. And you know, I'm like, oh, well, tell me what, what's going on, you know, and. You know, I have one friend, she says, even though we may not be able to see each other face to face like we used to in the office, she says, hey, we can still FaceTime each other. She says, if we need that that personal touch, she says, and we need to see each other. She says, I don't care if you're in your, in your PJs. It doesn't matter to me. You know, she says, if you need <laughs> to see my face, you tell me. She says, I don't care. You know, and sometimes she'll just send me a text. Hey, how are you? And I'll text her back. Um, fine. Why? just checking in, doing check-in. <laughs> she says, I'm doing my roll call, calling everyone on my list, doing a check-in. 
So I, I, I appreciate that, but it all started with me reaching out to people and stating, hey, I'm not okay. I need help. I'm, I'm, my, I'm wearing down. I'm wearing really thin. Thank you for tuning in to The Alex Tremble Show. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year-round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or a replacement for Fegley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA Group Term Life Insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today. The results are in. Research has found that networking is one of the four skills absolutely required to successfully advance in your career. However, when asked, most government employees state that they don't network because they believe that networking is for extroverts and for people who care more about their own careers than the organization's mission. But what if there was a way to ethically network without looking self-absorbed and being a super extrovert? Well, there is. Alex Tremble has created a seven-week online networking course specifically designed to give ambitious leaders like yourself the skills needed to become a strategic networker. This course uses time-tested and research-backed strategies to help you identify, build, and maintain critical relationships with influential leaders. Visit alextremble.com slash courses slash networking to learn more about his networking model today. Use the discount code PODCASTFAMILY on the checkout screen to receive a 20% discount. Don't delay. Enroll today at alextremble.com slash courses slash networking. And now back to the Alex Tremble Show with your host, Alex Tremble. You, you, you know, um, so you've been talking about the the asking for help and feeling comfortable doing that. And I also just want to, to mention for everyone who's listening today, um, the other side, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, we have, I have a friend right now who is doing very well professionally. Um, if you went on her on her page, you would see her posting, you see her training, all kind of stuff. You, if you go to see her social media, like she, she's, she's doing big things, um, but she is going through a very, 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 very difficult time right now. Um, so from the outside, it looks like life is grand. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and how I found out about it was I just, I, like you said, I called her and was like, hey, how you doing? She said, Alex, oh my God, thank you for calling. I'm going through this stuff. And so I, I, encourage, I encourage everyone here who's listening, like you, like Amy has said, you know, just reach out to someone. You, you, you never know what they're going through until you ask. Um, it's just because someone got a, a smile on their face doesn't mean that life is grand, you know? And I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just really want to make that point. And we're going through so, everyone's going through so much and we cannot, we cannot assume that everyone's life is perfect because of social media posts, you know? Absolutely. Um, in your, in your nomination, it also talked about 
you know, it talked about you being intentional about working out and talked about you being intentional about meditating to find the right, your, your, your mental space, your emotional space, your, uh, your, your spiritual self. Um, you talked about praying. Um, you also talked about um, reading uh, leadership books. Um, I mean, if I can ask, um, what leadership books were you reading? And would you mind sharing some of those big takeaways that you, that you that you've taken and you believe are those you know the, the one two or three top takeaways from those leadership books? Oh gosh, um, and I was just reading one the other day, and I'm trying to think of gosh his name. Uh, he writes tons of books. Was it, was but- it Alex Trumbull? well of course i mean of course of course you know that's also on the list Um, but but i was also reading um one of the books was now discover your strengths and i'm glad you mentioned this because part of my fear of asking for help is i've made it very clear that I would like to excel in my career. It's no secret. And me, one, becoming a parent, I did not want people to perceive me as now uh, emotionally and professionally unavailable. Oh, well, she has a child, so, you know, she's not going to be able to go on leave and travel, you know, so we're not going to even ask her, oh, well, this project is going to require a you know, some extra hours, you know, or some late nights. We don't want to give that to her because, you know, she has a child now and that's going to be her primary focus. Or um, as one person, a friend of mine made the comment, well, I don't think you should focus on your career right now. You should focus on your child. And I said, well, why can't I do both? And, and that is the, mm-hmm. the, the stigma that parents, especially new parents, sometimes how they're perceived. And I did not want to be perceived that way. And I wanted people to know, hey, just because I have a child, I, I'm not slowing down. If anything, I may try to move a little faster because now I'm, I'm not only responsible for myself, but for this new human being that has just been welcomed into the world. And that was part of the reason why I was a little afraid to ask for help because I didn't want that to show a sign of weakness that, hey, now, you know, she might crack under pressure and now she has a child and she's going to be stressed out and we don't want to put too many, give her too many tasks that that may push her over the edge. And I I didn't want that to happen. So sort of um, like they say, when you suffer in silence, I says, I would just stay quiet. Just, you know, if if I had to stay up all night to get something done and make sure I understood that, I would rather do that then let them know that I am tired because I did not want to show any signs of weakness. And that's what led to reading the leadership books. Uh, you know, you didn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I think, I think you're, you're being kind um, to say uh, parents and new parents, especially um, have that stigma. Um, I, I, I would push back and say um, women women who are parents, um, because I don't think that same stigma, and I'm not a father yet, but the, the research that, I, that I've read and learned is that, you know, men get those passes because, you know, society believes that the woman is take care of everything so that the men can, can keep going on his career, and women have those challenges, and, and that's, that's not right. Me, me and um, 
I interviewed uh, Dr. David Smith a couple a couple shows ago, and we talked about how men can be better allies to women. And what you exactly what you brought up with what we discussed is that you know you can't you should not assume because someone has a kid that oh I'm not going to offer this person this opportunity or they're I don't want to offer them this training because you know I don't want to put them in a bind. No, offer them the opportunity if they want to say no, if they want to say yes, let them do that. But by you regulating and or making the decision for someone else that is hampering their, their career and their ability to to make decisions on their own if they have so I, I'm so sorry I, I had to say that um, because I think it's it's really it's really annoying that's obviously not the right word but you should not have to feel like that. I understand why you feel like that. And I want to, I understand why so many women feel like that because that, that is a reality and we have to change that. So I, I'm sorry, I had to jump in on that. No, thank you for saying that because in my mind, I wanted to say women, (laughs) I'll I'll just say in general parents, but no, you, you were reading my mind because I wanted to say, yes, it, most of the time it it is women. And, and, and it's, it's, it's sad. It's, unfair but it's it's the truth it, it's the truth and I did not want to display that sign of I felt because of the generalization I did not want to display that sign of weakness so I said I'd rather suffer in silence and stay up all night if I have to to get this done than tell them hey you know I need more time or I I couldn't do it so thank you for for pointing that out Madam, Madam, I know you told me to say Amy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm a recovering military brat. I'm working on it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, you know, our, 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 we're starting to wrap up our time, but I wanted to, I also just wanted to ask you, um, you, you talked about asking for help. You talked about um, the, the importance of, of not, you know, giving into those, those fears of what people, what may think about you and the perception that you maybe have. Um, but you've also talked about how you um, are, are very confident in yourself that you want to achieve, um, uh, uh, you want to reach more and more senior level re- leadership positions or you want to accomplish a great deal. Um, can I ask you, uh, what are you doing to, to put you on that path. I'd love to learn what, just hear how you're approaching this because I know so many people who are listening right now also want to reach more, want to accomplish more. And just given what you've accomplished, I know you have some wisdom and some wisdom and some advice to share with all of us. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I, I, I hope so. Um, one of the things that I've learned is, you know, if you, how would I put it? You associate yourself with people who you admire. And not to say that uh, you should, uh, you know, be closed-minded and kind of stray away from other people, but I did, I have learned that, that associate yourself with people who you admire, who you look up to. And one person um, that always comes to mind is I have a cousin who is in a leadership role and who is a parent. And I watched her. Now, granted, she, you know, was married at the time, but I watched her how she juggled her career and also as a parent to to move up into the leadership position and to where she is today. Also, I learned 
and I was actually got this out of a book, to try to meet people who are not like you, that you can learn from. Because if you're hanging around the same circle of people who know less than you or can't teach you anything new, then you need to find a new circle of friends. Preach, preacher. You know, because, and I, I am guilty, very, I, and I raise my hand and I, I can walk into a room, of a crowd of people. It could be a 100 people in the room. If there's one person in the room I know, I'm going to go directly to that one person I know. <laughs> Forget the other 99 people, the opportunity to meet them, find out what they're about. I'm just going to go to that one person. Why? Because that's my comfort. I know that one person. I'm comfortable with that person. And I just missed out on 99 possible opportunities because I only associated myself with that one person because I was comfortable with them. So I am learning and, you know, hopefully when we get back to our new norm, to go out and meet other people. As they say, diversify your portfolio. I want to diversify my network as well. Meet new people, learn things. Even at work, my bubble, I, I've been doing the same thing for eight years. I want to learn something different. You know, I, I want to expand my, my portfolio. And I explain this to my leadership and they have blessed me with the opportunity. I know <laughs> we talked about <laughs> learning new things and now I am serving in a new role, you know? So again, that goes back to that asking, like asking for help, asking when you want to, you know, learn more at work. But that is one of the key things that I hope that we all try to learn how to do or improve on because some people may already do that. And I think it's just a force of nature. You're going to gravitate to what you're comfortable with or who you're comfortable with. But I am trying to meet new people who, you know, I can learn from. And I, you know, I challenge everyone else to try to do the same, even if it's lunch, you know, Hey, or can we grab a cup of coffee? You know, I, I heard that, you know, you, you, you speak five different languages. Wow, I would like to learn. How did you learn how to speak five different languages? Hey, can you know, maybe we can just grab a cup of coffee and, you know, you can share with me some tips or, you know, maybe how I can pick up one new language, you know, you just, you just never know. You never know. So, so I'm just, I'm just going to put this out there. Um, you know, I, obviously I, I teach uh, courses on, on networking and, and influence and, and I'm just going to, maybe I should have you come be a, a facilitator in one of my courses because, um, you're, you're definitely doing the, doing the dang, dang, I didn't use the word, <laughs> dang. Um, and, and you said two things I, I wanted to just really quickly underscore. One, you talked about proximity. You talked about um, the people who are you're around. And, you know, I, I always tell everybody, you know, you know, mom was right, right? Um, <laughs> if, if you hang around the bad kids, you're going to be one of the bad kids. They're going to get you in trouble. You hang, out with, <laughs> hang out with the nerds like me, right? Um <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, peer pressure is real. Peer pressure mm -hmm. is real. And, but we got to remember that peer pressure isn't, isn't a negative thing. It's just a thing. And so if you have um, people who are doing nothing with their life around you, people who are, who are, you know, and it's not doing nothing in a bad way, but just aren't, and they're not trying to do new things, right? If, if, if that's all you have around you, they're going to peer pressure you to do the same exact thing. But if you put yourself around people who are excelling, who you look up to, like Amy's talking about, they're going to peer pressure you to do the same exact thing. So 
let science, let peer pressure work to your advantage by putting yourself around individuals who will, who will push you, even by osmosis, unconsciously push you to do better. Um, and the second thing I'm going to challenge you on, Amy, I, 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 I got to call everybody else out about this. I got to call you out. You said when things get back to normal, you want to do that networking stuff. No, now, <laughs> now. You're right. I tell people, you know, what Warren Buffett says to be greedy, uh, be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. The majority of people right now are fearful, um, quote unquote fearful of networking. They're, they're, they're waiting for things to get back to normal. And because they're waiting, it's an opportunity for those of us to do our networking, do our reaching out because of less competition. So make sure you, while everyone is sitting on the sideline waiting for things to get back to normal, we are stepping out, developing these relationships and positioning ourselves so that when things do quote unquote open back up, when there's op new opportunities coming out, we are the first people that people think about when they're looking to hire someone, promote someone, bring someone on into a team. I am going to quiet myself and I want to open this floor back up to you, Amy. Is, are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave us um, with any, any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with today? Oh, wow. Um, one thing I have learned, especially during this pandemic, is know the difference between an associate and a friend. Because there is a difference. And just because you have similarity and you and other people may like the same things, that does not necessarily quantify them as a friend. And as you get older, I know I have, you learn what a friend is. And I, and I mentioned this during this time of a pandemic because there were so many people I had to lean on. Those were my friends. You know, and even they had to tell me things that I did not want to hear. Even when I had a, a cousin that said, you know, hey, toughen up. You're going to, you're going to make it. You're going to get through this, you know, but you just can't sit there and wallow in your tears because even though that's the easy route, it's not always going to be easy. So I tell people, find if you don't already have one. Invest in, or I don't want to say invest, but open up to a, a, a real friend, a true friend. You know, someone that you can trust. And it could be a sibling. It could be a family member. But just know the difference. Because sometimes, during, especially during the pandemic, you will find out that um, some people who you thought were your friends were just, you know, associates. You know, you, you guys just have things in common. But that's it. Outside of work, you know, they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I hate to say that. But, but, it, but it's true. <laughs> you know, the ones that see your number. And don't answer. <laughs> don't. <see> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and definitely always make time for yourself. That's the biggest thing. Even if it's just one hour out the day, just to kind of reflect and think about, you know, even if what you're going to do for the next day. Just as long as you have at least 30 minutes to an hour a day just to reflect and just relax and de-stress. That is very important, especially for mental health. Oh, man, you have taught me so much today, Amy. And I know that everyone who is listening today has learned a, a great deal 
of very valuable and tangible and useful information. So thank you for being willing to share your story and thank you for being here today. And, and you know, as we wrap up, I, I want to make sure that um, I say, as I always say, if you found something of value in today's talk, don't keep it to yourself. Don't look back, reach back, okay? So if you know that this, this can help someone else, don't just keep it for yourself. Reach back and bring them here. You'll br bring this to them. You'll share the, 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 the link to this video. Tell them you need to listen to this. You need to hear this. I know something's going on in your life. You need to hear this. You know, again, just please, please, please don't let these, these, these words of wisdom um, stay within you. Make sure you share it with at least one other person. And I will say, as I always do, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. Thanks for listening. Find us online at thealextrembleshow.com and be sure to share what you've learned with at least one other person today. Check back on the first and third Wednesday of each month for new episodes. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. <laughs>